What you're about to listen to was originally broadcast on 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia. For details, go to the website 98five.com. And a very good morning and welcome to the studio. Dr. Stewart is in the house. Good morning and welcome back. Good morning, Mike. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be back. We missed you last fortnight, yeah. which was the 10th That's right. of March. Yeah. Very, very sick. I was so looking forward to having you in on the 10th of March. Is that right? Because it was International Bagpipes Day. Uh, and uh, We you, missed it. Did you have some music lined up for me, I, I was all ready for you. Mike, I'm getting all, I'm getting all misty-eyed over here. Hey, how are you going? You all right? Uh, you okay? uh, my, my heart rate has gone significantly yeah. up. It oh. may be the coffee. Should I just take your blood pressure? And yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, international bagpipes. We missed yeah. it. But uh, anyway, it's nice to have you back if, in. If ever an instrument deserved its own day. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> if for no other reason that it didn't torture people on, a, on every other day. I, I do love the sound of bagpipes, but I guess that's my patriotism rather than anything else. I, I don't know that it's universally adored. I think you could be right. Yeah. And of course, that song, that's, yeah. that's on the beach, right? That's, yeah, um, it's Kintyre. It's actually, and they're that's all right. walking along the old that's cliff right. there. With My the wife and I have walked that very stretch of beach, yes. You right. have? Yeah, we did. When we were, back when we were courting, back when we were oh. uh, young and in love. Not that we're not in love anymore, but you know what I mean. I do. Now, uh, we're going to be talking today about weight gain. Weight gain, that's right. But we'll start talking about today about weight gain. Gaining weight, yeah, and in particular, unexpectedly gaining weight. It's, um, it's something that people come in quite commonly uh, to ask about. And obviously it's frustrating, concerning. Um, it's the cause of a great deal of, of, of upset. And there's, there's lots of reasons for it. I mean, the, the classical reasons, things like stress, anxiety, depression, all come with an element of weight gain, uh, sometimes weight loss, but but probably more commonly weight gain in particular. Mm. Um, other things like the menopause, and it's far less talked about um, cousin from the other side of the gender aisle, the menopause, oh, uh, tends to be right. interesting. And it's, it's interesting in, in that regard because that's to do with how the body changes, how it deposits fat and stores fat in the body. So there are actually some hormonally driven causes for weight gain at times of our lives as well. There can be other things. Everybody's hoping it's thyroid because, you know, <laughs> that's easy to fix. And yeah, I'm pretty sure it's my thyroid doc. <laughs> that's Let's right. just do some thyroid bloods and then we're all good. It's nothing to do with that ice cream I'm having every night. Honestly, no. I think I've maybe seen that once in my career. It's is so right? rare that weight yeah. gain is specifically, especially when it's the kind that we're talking about here, it's so unusual to, to see that be specifically that cause. But other things as well, I mean, you know, situationally, things like quarantine yeah. and isolation at the moment, it's very difficult. Um, working from home uh, in particular as well, you know, we find that, and I, and, I, and I confess, when I'm working from home, and I have done several times throughout the pandemic, and, yeah. and we're fortunate to be able to do that, um, it's very tempting if you've got a little gap of five ten minutes I'll just nip through and make a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and ooh, the fridge is just calling me when I open the door and <laughs> grab that bottle of milk ooh, there's some <laughs> things in there that just look very interesting so um, yeah that that can be a challenge for us as well changes in lifestyle too Mike if we become more sedentary so um, for example if you have a sporting injury uh, and you can no longer participate in sport if right. you don't modulate your diet yeah. then very commonly you find athletes who have been 
incredibly fit their whole life mm. but they get tripped up by the fact that they are used to just being able to eat what they want because the amount of exercise that they do on a regular basis will just obliterate whatever um, and actually when you go from from hero to zero if you like in terms of your exercise capacity you really need to modulate your diet and that can be an incredibly difficult thing mm. otherwise you just balloon out and it just gets very out of control and especially if that injury is preventing you from doing the sports that you enjoy then actually the, your, your journey out of that place can be very difficult as well um, and, and the last thing mostly on my list uh, of, of, in terms of causes would be medication. So lots of medications that we give people, particularly things like the, the contraceptive pill, but but a, a wide array of other medications can cause weight gain as well. And it's always right? something we need to consider. So why is that? Is that <laughs> it's with, to do with, with medication? Yeah, to do with the way that the, the, the medication affects our, our hunger systems and uh, wow. our, our, our hormones and other things. Um so yeah, it's a it's a very tricky it's a tricky one to control, especially when we're we have a constrained number of medications that we can use. Because mm. with every form of birth control, there is a side effect possibly of weight gain, um, and so it's it's something that needs to be considered. Because what do you do? Do you can you come off birth control? Is mm. that a realistic option? Yeah. Um, we can certainly try one of the alternate forms of birth control, but again, can be a very challenging thing to find something that suits that particular person. On that interesting point, and this is very much an aside but I did read that there's a uh, a male uh, tablet for birth control coming um, it's I think due for human trials in the next few months really? um, but it's had some very positive uh, very positive um, um, results apparently about 99% effective so I think that would be a game changer in terms of, of men's health as well very much so as well as, as women's opposed to health. having an operation well, as opposed to having an operation, or or more commonly that it's just the woman's job to take on the the role of the contraceptive um, right. arbiter, and that just isn't fair. It's it's affecting women's hormone system, and and mm. women are having to take these medications that have these profound effects on the body, not least of which the, the weight gain that we've talked about, but it can really mess around with women's hormones as well. So anyway, we're getting mm. some, somewhat sidetracked on that, but I think it's an important. That's point. probably an inter- interesting topic for another on time. Own, yeah. So so trials are on the way. Is yeah, it? we'll talk about contraception maybe next time yeah. on then. Okay. 98.5, this is Weekdays with Mike. Dr. Stewart is with me in the studio taking your uh, health-related questions. We started talking about uh, weight gain. Yeah. Uh, good topic, Doctor. Uh, good morning, Chris from uh, Maida Vale. You've got a question for Doctor this morning. Yeah, so um, I don't know whether it's on the right side of weight, weight gain or not, but um, me and my wife um, both sort of struggle um, to gain weight, um, I'm a concreter, so it's quite a hard labouring labouring yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I've been started the protein shakes and so forth, but um, I do mix it with oats and bits and pieces as mm, well. Good. But um, with with my wife's um, situation, she obviously you know can't go on the same diet as me because I'm I'm physically moving you know nine hours a day and doing pretty hard labour. Yeah. So she can't sort of have the oats and that with it. But my question was like with the with the protein gain for her, because she does work out and so forth, is it is it because she doesn't want to gain like bad weight, she wants to gain like sort of muscle. lean lean muscle yeah. weight. So yeah. So it would would you suggest just taking no well just having a protein shake without the oats? 
No, I would actually suggest a component of carbs. Carbs are pretty important for muscle building because they spare protein, which means that you can actually, yep. uh, y- your body can utilize different forms of glucose effectively. So uh, carbs carbs essentially are just complex glucose and therefore uh, your body can utilize them more effectively. So I would certainly suggest you, you may need to look at the ratio of carb to protein, but it is a very important component in, in any diet. You need to have your, your component, your balance of carbs and protein and fats and whatnot. So I would certainly suggest she does need to have some component of carb in order to enhance the the muscle gain, uh, and it'll certainly make it easier yep. for her to do that. Whereas if you go purely protein, you're going to really struggle. Okay, so the pro- the protein itself is is used just to repair the muscles, is it, and not really. It's, it's a, there's, there's a number of complex pathways involved, so um, it's it's not just as simple as purely for repair. And it is it is an important construction component, but at the end of the day, you're going to need the balance of some carbs, some protein, and and some other elements. So I would certainly I'd certainly encourage more of a a lean to protein, but also with with carb added to uh, to help support that diet. Chris, appreciate your call today. He's out on the job uh, concreting. Uh, great questions. The yeah. other, other end of the... Yeah, absolutely. We, we were gain. talking about gaining weight. Yeah. Well, about how we gain weight yeah. and uh, a challenge for uh, Chris and his wife to, actually to, to, actually to, to, to put on weight. Yeah, we were looking absolutely. at... Uh, yeah. yeah. Interesting, isn't it, with carbs? That's quite an interesting uh, discussion. It is. Yeah, no, the balanced diet is a very important, a very important mm. thing. And, uh, well, they're obviously exercising pretty hard. And uh, one of the ways that we, we encourage people to look at, uh, at their weight gain is in terms of uh, are you doing a balance of eating and exercise? And, unfortunately, I exercised once, Mike, and, and it turns out I'm quite <laughs> violently allergic to it. I, my heart rate went up. My blood pressure went up. I was sweating profusely, and I was utterly exhausted. So fortunately for me, I was able to make myself medically exempt from exercise. That's great. You just write yourself a, a certificate. Yeah. So I show that to my wife every time she moans at me about not doing enough. Can you write me one? No. Okay. It was good talking to Chris, who's looking to gain mm. weight. We spoke about weight gain, yep. and that was at the other end of the spectrum. Yep. Dr. Stewart, would it be, uh, we all know what we need to do, right? Sure. We, we all know, yes, we, we should exercise yep. and we should eat well, yeah. fruit, vegetables. Yep. We do know it. Absolutely. However, easier said than done. Oh, right? 100%. Even though we know what to do, it's, it's really challenging, isn't it, for people that do gain weight easy. Yeah. You know, and, and many of us do, Mike. And, and many of us, as you say, a, a lot of people who come in and see me, they're desperate for another explanation because they've struggled with the fad diets their whole life they've struggled with this they've struggled with that they just can't shift the weight mm. um, it doesn't really seem to matter what they do and actually yeah if you if you break it down it probably is just a in in some cases it's certainly not always the case but in some cases it's maybe just a little bit more in than out but ultimately um, food can be addictive we can become addicted to the, the sense of, of enjoyment of food or of a type of food or whatever. The interesting thing for me, and I, I do often have this conversation with patients, is that actually if you're, a, if you're an alcoholic um, and you, you make the conscious effort and decide, right, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. And, and that, that can happen. You have to be in the right place and it's not easy. Yeah. But if you make the conscious effort, you don't need to go down to the pub. You don't need to walk into the bottle shop. You don't need to go into Liquor Land or whatever. Mm-hmm. Other brands are available. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you can just avoid that whole... Um, you, you don't need to be around alcohol. Mm. You can make that conscious decision. If you're a smoker, you can choose not to go on a smoke hole. You can choose not mm. to be around people who smoke. You can choose not to purchase cigarettes and you can avoid it. But if you're addicted to food... You still have to have your three squares a day. You still have to have breakfast, lunch and dinner and you need to moderate that. You need to be intentional about portion control and about 
selection of foods and that can be incredibly hard it's like telling a smoker they can have one or two cigarettes a day instead of the 20 they normally have or telling an alcoholic they're allowed one or two drinks but not the rest and it's incredibly difficult then so it is a form of addiction in some cases and it can be difficult to treat in that in that way because you have to have that exposure to the very thing that you're trying to restrict yourself from Mm. yeah do you when you talk to when you have a consultation is that, is that difficult to, to diagnose? Like, is that challenging for you as a, as a GP to go, how do you know whether this is a serious addiction for, for food? I think what, there's, a, there's a set process that I would go through. And the very first thing that I want to do is, first of all, understand the problem. And we look at it in terms of trajectory. You know, where was your weight a year ago, two years ago, five years ago? Okay. Um, and are we just on a gradual, steady incline? Or was, that, was it the case that you've been 80 kilos your whole life and suddenly you find yourself at 108 and, and why? Um, and 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 that's happened over the course of six months, nine months, twelve months. And coincidentally, my husband has been incredibly unwell over that period of time. Or I've been uh, under a huge amount of stress, and I lost my job, and I did this, mm. and I did that. <clears throat> if we've had obvious triggers for it, that helps us to narrow things down. If we don't see any obvious triggers for it, then I would start to think about. Uh, I would always, or almost always, certainly do some investigations like blood tests in order to look at, you know, is there actually an underlying thyroid problem? Problem or some mm-hmm. other um, organic cause, as we would call it, an- another reason why this might be happening to this person. And also to look for some of the consequences of extreme weight gain as well. So one example would be that your cholesterol would become particularly worse if you had suddenly had a big shift towards fattier foods, then you might expect to see cholesterol would have risen um, if you, uh, if you, uh, your sugars may have become uh, unbalanced and potentially mm. even moving towards diabetes and those kind of things. So important to try and identify if of we're course. putting ourselves at additional risk with that weight gain as well. Um, and potentially in, in, in hormone-related situations, potentially look at hormones and other things related to that. So mm. there are some investigations we would want to do in order to try and pin down why this was happening. And that then allows us to narrow down our focus for how to treat it mm. and how to manage it. That's good. Yeah. Thanks, Amelia from uh, Sterling, who sent us a message. Uh, Dr. Stewart, hello. Opinion, please, on one meal a day. Mm. Amelia says, I have been on it for over seven to eight months and have reduced my cholesterol and my blood pressure has been really good and feel great. Thank you. One meal a day. Yeah, so do you well, think, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think she chucks a cereal in a... Do you think she gets a big mixing oh, bowl? That's, cereal. That's what she does. Then some sandwiches in for lunch and then... And then a roast... Dinner. Yeah, roast and a, bit, a bit of supper and some cups of tea and coffee in there as well. All in one head. I don't think that's what she means. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, th- this is certainly one of the many strategies that people will try. And I guess the important thing about any dietary... Um, plan is that it will work for some and not for others and clearly it's working very well for Amelia which is great news so uh, reduction in blood pressure reduction in cholesterol these are some really key indicators that I would look for long before I was concerned about weight loss I would be looking at how is it affecting your body more more generally so that's a very okay. very good uh, indication and, and clearly mm. is working well for her almost like a bit like fasting almost yeah when, when I, as I'm reading that, the, like... the challenge with it and, and this is this is the challenge with every diet is making sure that you do get that balance that we talked about earlier with Chris you know you need to make sure that you have a combination of different things and um, your body will adjust for transient periods of time so for example the the um, very low carbohydrate diets um, or or effectively the zero carbohydrate diets you will tolerate that for a period of time but ultimately you're going to need a balance of your diet over the long term And, and a big challenge with dieting is an exit strategy as I call it so 
it's fine to use a diet to lose weight, but at some point you're going to have to transition from that diet back to what is going to be a much more long-term sustainable plan for you. And that, that can be difficult to to accept that that's that when that point has come and to, to recognize the, the changes that, that need to be made at that point. Mm. Any other strategies and tips this morning? Yeah, there's loads. I mean, the, the, one, of the, one of the first things, and, and I think one of the things that people do often think to do is to come and talk to, you, to the GP about it. And I think mm. there is a bit of, uh, we, we talk about this with almost every subject, that people are a bit nervous sometimes to come and talk to the GP because they think they're just going to say, well, you know, you need to exercise more and eat less. And yeah. in a small percentage of cases, that's probably true. But it's, as ever, multifactorial. There's lots of things going on. Um, but certainly looking at your exercise and looking at your diet, you know, maybe exercising at home and finding a way. So I'm not a runner. I don't enjoy running, but I do enjoy cycling. So I'd far okay. sooner climb on a bike than I would climb on a treadmill or oh, go for a run. Right. So it's all about finding what works for you and what yep. you may have done your whole life in terms of, you know, you may have punished yourself going to the gym and really hated it but done it because you know mm. um, but you're more likely to fall away from that type of exercise whereas if you find something that's actually um, that works with your lifestyle and, and you that, enjoy that you it. enjoy then you're far more likely to succeed with it and in, in, in a similar vein if you can find a buddy to, to exercise with then often that uh, that's quite supportive so some people do prefer exercising around others personally I don't think anybody needs to see me jiggling and running on <laughs> you know or on an end, which is why a bike's great because I can just you know you can just jump on I can, be, I can get out of town mm. um, other things that we sometimes recommend so speaking to a dietitian can be helpful um, every dietitian I've ever met is incredibly skinny which is both frustrating and I guess also supports the fact that they clearly know what they're talking they know about what they do know what they're talking about um, so as much as that hurts me to say they, they are absolutely a vital resource in this type of, of position and mm. and another type of um, specialist um, who people don't always consider is, is an exercise exercise physiologists. So exercise physiologists do a wide range of things, but one of the things they can do here is actually look at how you exercise and, um, you know, help you to think about ways, for example, to be able to exercise while you're at work. I know that we're sitting at this really rather beautiful desk yeah. um, here in the studio, Mike, and, and it's actually a potentially has the option to be a it standing yeah, desk. I, yeah, I can press this button here and we can stand up. Yeah, exactly. We and can be moving around. And, and a standing desk is, is a very effective way. You burn a lot more energy standing than you do mm. Sitting. Sure. Um, far less likely to get clots and all these other things, especially mm. if you spend a long time at work. Let's all oh, see. Watch this. I'm just going to press that now. Just for the listeners, so we're now we're just, a, everything's moving north. Just well, I, I, I reminded wise. Mike that there were buttons to press, and suddenly he just uh, can't help. There we himself. go. We'll go back then, just in case I ruin something. Um, yeah, there's lots of videos on YouTube as well that people mm. can can find the exercise and other things that that appeals to them. Uh, doing things like yoga um, and and going to the local gym and all these other things. Yeah, so, and then if we if we get to the end of that journey and it's still not working, then there are medical and surgical options that we can explore. So there are, if you had asked me six months ago, are there medicines which can help with weight loss? I'd have said, oh, it's a bit of a murky area because they've all got very bad side effects and generally people don't tolerate them. So you'll lose some weight on them and then you'll gain it back because you have to come off them. But actually there are some medications which potentially would be helpful to people in, in, in certain circumstances. And um, I would certainly encourage people to explore that with a GP if they felt like, and then as a very last resort, there are surgical options if, if your weight gain has gotten to the point where actually there are some long-term health risks, then potentially your GP might recommend surgery as a, as a final point of, you know, no mm. return, we, we need to do something here. Very individual, isn't it? Very individual, and that's where it's mm. really important to engage with your GP. If you feel yeah. like all the things that you've tried haven't gotten you to a point where you're happy, go and speak to somebody.
All right, well, it's time for us to get some exercise. Let's do we it. We need to stand up and, uh, and walk around. And, well, I'm just uh, going to walk away. You will walk away. <laughs> really appreciate your time, Doctor, coming in today. Always a pleasure, mate. And we shall, uh, we'll catch up in a, uh, in a fortnight's time and we'll continue our discussion. We'll maybe talk about birth control. Oh, we'll yeah. talk about birth control. We'll finish off with this. It's International Bagpipes Day a fortnight ago. We Two weeks ago, you. but we, weeks. we still appreciate it. We're still celebrating. For more details on this and other programs, contact 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia, or visit the website 98five.com.